0: He did not create us to just be this downward spiraling mass of cells that eventually end up turning back into dust. Hello everybody, this is Dr. Chad Hawk and I'm with Matt Dowd and we are Renegade Atlas, charting a new path for life. Today, we are going to go into our next uh, edition, if you will, next segment of yeah. the Created to Be series, and it is Created to Be Healthy. Healthy. That's right. Created to be healthy. So we've we've addressed Created to be Wealthy. We're now on Created to be Healthy, and we will be getting to Created to be Wise. I know it's a bit of a contradiction for Matt and I to be handling that, but <laughs> it's worth it. Um, so... <laughs> Totally. Created. That's why I'm in guests. Yeah, that's right. That's why you bring in the guests, right? Yeah. The brain power. Right. So this is uh, a subject that has been near and dear to my heart for many, many years. I've been in practice, private practice for over 20 years now. And during this time, uh, how people express health, view their health, understand health, move through their own life, uh, makes a tremendous difference on what outcomes are and how they how they function in this world and I think the mm-hmm. kind of one of the underpinning things we have to address from the very beginning is most people do not have a proper view of what health is okay so most people are yeah. very much stuck in uh, once I'm born I'm just one day closer to to the grave. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With every passing day. Huh. And I don't think that's the way that God has called us to be. In fact, He created us to be vibrant mm-hmm. and alive. Mm-hmm. Um, he created us with the idea of renewal and restoration in mind. He did not create us to just be this downward spiraling mass of cells that eventually end up turning back into dust. Right. You know, yeah, that's not his genius or creation. No, (laughs) yeah, no, but that's That's, that's
1: really, yeah, right. That's really true, actually, when you start to think about it. Yeah, I mean, we we were were created initially to live forever, right? Death and decay didn't come in until a little bit later, right? Yeah,
0: and so Hmm. our view, um, I'm gonna be referencing a few concepts that require definitions here, and I think we'll start with the modern or the contemporary concept. Of how we address our health and well-being, that's most prevalent in Western societies, and is since taken across, taken off across the world, mm-hmm. which is Western medicine's idea of allopathic care or mechanistic care, which is you are only uh, the sum of all your cells, tissues, and organs. And again, okay. I think that's completely wrong. I think that model works great in emergency situations. Uh, if you break an arm, you need it stabilized. If you're having a heart attack, you need your heart beating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. If you have uh, a major bleed out occurring, you have to bandage that. You have to stop the bleeding or you will die. Right. Those are immediate circumstances that require it, uh, immediate action for a specific cause. If we live our life that way, though, we move from tragedy to a tragedy to tragedy or event to event to event and continually try to cover the symptom in our life rather than address the cause. Yeah. You tracking with me on that? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And that is not how we are made to live. The another way of looking at it is vitalistic. And vitalistic way versus allopathic way says that you are greater than the sum of your parts. Mm. So, Matt, all of your cells, tissues, and organs put together creates a totality view, and there is something that goes beyond it than just having a mass of cells, you know, 20 point, 26 That's functioning trillion. That's pl- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something more to you than just your bag of bones. Right. Yeah. There's more to you than that. And there hmm. is a creative genius inside you. And I'm I'm not overstating that. There is a creative genius inside you that allows you to function at a much higher or different level than you did perhaps yesterday Hmm. or the day before. Even though you've had more life, you can express more of who you are today than you did yesterday. Yeah. And that's an expansatory way of living. That is very different, man. That's like opposite. It is. It is. And again, Hmm. our... Our normal notions of how we think about living, even how moms care for their kids and husbands and wives care for each other, or even doctors caring for their patients. If it's stuck in an allopathic method, all we are are continually breaking down and becoming worse, and Mm -hmm. we only address things when they become a serious problem and we can't tolerate the pain of that problem anymore. Mm And that's a problem. <laughs> that in itself is a problem. That in itself is the problem. Huh. And about 1979, a guy named um, Aaron, oh boy, what was his last name? Antonov, something like that. He came up with an idea, a definition, a new way of thinking called salutogenesis. And salutogenesis, okay. rather than looking at what causes the body to break down, the whole notion is what causes the body to improve, and it hmm. focuses on the what creates more resistance, or excuse me, resilience, um, more well functioning, uh, well being, uh, increase in aptitude or ability. So, what are the things that you can do in life that increase your adaptability? Because hmm. one method, the allopathic method says, what do we do to sterilize the environment so that we can work the best in it? And the other way says, what can we do to the inside of our environment to make sure that we can adapt to the world that we live in? Hmm. Vastly different. Right. Outside in versus inside out. Exactly. That whole notion of outside in versus inside out is critical to how we view our own well being for example um, I'm gonna make an ex- give you uh, uh, something that you can all relate to I'm sure you may know somebody who has heartburn mm-hmm. okay they have heartburn so what do they do they take the little purple pill right so they can keep eating their chili dogs their <laughs> nachos and drinking their beer okay, <laughs> okay yeah. so they don't have indigestion anymore right I don't have heartburn anymore as long as I take the little purple pill for this, right? okay? Right. Versus how about we make your body healthy and well so that if on occasion you do eat a chili dog or nachos or drink your beer, Uh you're perfectly fine. Yeah. Because everybody, there's no one in the world who says those things are healthy and good for you. Right. Okay? Sure. Yeah. But if you do have them, it shouldn't cause your body to go into complete chaos. From time to time, occasionally, uh huh. Okay. Okay. So, rather than taking (laughs) medications or pills to cover your symptomatology, how about we make your body work to the best of its ability? So when you do encounter a negative stressor like chili dogs, nachos, and beer, you're not throwing yourself into complete chaos. Right. And a lot of that goes back to when we're of health. Yes. Yeah. In fact, the World Health Organization, it defines um, health as not nearly the absence of sickness or disease, but yeah. the ability, the fortitude of the body to respond to the environment in which it lives. Yeah, see, that's, that's like the first thing I thought of when you
1: started to define these different models was the Western ver- view of just the absence of illness or injury versus the presence of full and complete wholeness and, and health. Right. I guess you can't use health in the definition of health, but like the presence of vitality and, you know, yeah, I think it's, again, it's just that opposite viewpoint. It
0: is. It really is. And and I, I think part of the, the um, if we look historically at these models, um, at least through Western culture lens, we can see where life expectancy was quite low for a long time. And the reason was, honestly, it was public health. Mm-hmm. When you don't have clean water and you don't have a way of taking care of your trash and your waste, um, your excrement, yeah, you know, right, right. and it pollutes the systems and you're living with roaches and rats, there's a major problem. It's going to decrease your life expectancy. The number one thing that has increased our life expectancy is our our attention to public health sanitation and stuff. sanitation yeah exactly yeah. um that goes a long ways because as much as we want to make ourselves strong
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can't live in squalor yeah and expect to thrive right right okay our, yeah sure yeah. so appropriate care or perhaps a different way of thinking of it as and i really want to hit on this maybe not today but eventually is the idea of stewardship hmm. if we are stewarding our earth, our surroundings, then we keep it in order. And that's one of the things that Adam and Eve were charged with. Mm. They were meant to to work the soil, to to tend to the garden. And when they did that well, they were in perfect harmony with their environment. After the fall, it became more of a toil Yeah, that they had to use. You know, the, the sun beat down on them. All these things occurred that they didn't have before. Right. And so... There was opposition, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't so harmonious as it was before. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. when we think about stewarding, we need to steward our environment and we need to steward our bodies just as we need to. And by the way, just to be clear on stewardship, stewardship is y- you recognize you're trying to make decisions that the master, the owner would want made for the land, the earth, or your or the the body that you're currently living in, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you are to steward it. So make the decisions that God would want you to make for that as if it were his. And that changes your whole approach to what you invest into your body, the food you eat or what you drink or the 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 environment that you allow yourself to live in. Hmm. Okay? It's right. an investment back in. Sure. Yeah. And if we go to, I'm going to steal one of the things you use from created to be wealthy. If we think of the, the three servants, one buried it, oh, right. buried the talent. Uh-huh. The other invested and doubled. The other invested and doubled. Right. Um, they were praised for investing in doubling. And that's why I think that God sees our health and well-being. He's given us so much potential. It is up to us to capitalize on it and take what we have to invest it so that we can be more transparent and he can be seen more through us than before. Right. And it's a whole different way. So why do I adjust patience? <laughs> I adjust patients so that they're, they're a better version of who they're made and created to be than the before the moment they walked in my office that day. And if I always mm. hold that idea, that mindset in my heart when I'm serving people, some days I probably do it better than others, but they're always going to leave a different person and hopefully a better representation of who Christ has made them to be and function and live in this earth. And that goes right into the salutogenic method or this idea of living. What if we were to look at what promotes our health and well-being and embrace more of that, not just fight off sickness and disease? Right. Right and then we change our society because then yeah. you wouldn't have moms stopping at the at McDonald's or Burger King. Oh my goodness for just a moment. I got to go off on this <laughs> this this okay. new burger thing, fake burger oh, thing that the, uh, yeah, the, the, no, impossible the, the impossible whopper. Never eat that. It's <laughs> such a bagload of junk. I've it heard is, this. Yeah. yeah, and it's got more estrogen than any male should ever be consuming. Oh. Um just don't eat it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Don't eat it. Noted. Yeah. What should you eat from Burger King? <laughs> a cup of water.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, got it. So we shouldn't get Burger King as
0: a sponsor for the show. <laughs> oh, geez. That's right. That's right.
1: Sorry. Okay.
0: So <laughs> as, we, as we continue on this path of salutogenic um, mindset, I just think that it's so... Important for us to change our mindset. You don't have moms stopping for fast food for their kids because, as a steward of your child, why would you invest that into your child? Now, if they're immediately mm. hungry and that's the only thing you have access to, mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to shame anybody in this. Right. It's that as un- a practice,
1: like a lifestyle.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How often are you having Taco Bell? You know, how often when you go out to eat, are you going to places that are these chain restaurants that have, you know, you order a piece of chicken that's like rubber and it's got more hormones and antibiotics in it than it does chicken product. Mm. You know, there's a problem with that. Right. And we have to think of, I'd rather eat less, that's quality, mm-hmm. than more, that's junk. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just... It's so expensive.
1: I'm doing air quotes when I say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But what's the cost? Exactly. Nice. You know, what's the cost? What's the cost? Um, We made, Kate and I made a, a strategic decision for our family in 1999. And that decision was to, as often as possible, eat as much organic as possible. To eat... Um, clean foods Mm -hmm. as often as possible. So that meant that for many years we would buy um, like half a cow Mm. butchered from a farmer we knew. Um, We would buy our pork products from a farmer who had pigs we Mm -hmm. knew where they came from. Mm -hmm. Chicken, same way. Um, It meant that in my former practice when I had a lot of farmers' as patients, I would get a basket of beets from people that grew it in soil that they've tended for years. That's organic soil that's amended appropriately um, that steward their land properly. That means that if you're willing to go to those strengths, when we made that choice, we recognized we were making a serious investment at the time in money we didn't necessarily have to spend on that. Mm. But it was that important so that our children would have the best opportunity the best health and the best genetic expression possible the longest period of their life which long term will defray the their health care expenses over the cost of their life right yeah
1: that long-term cost yeah for sure yeah it's it takes long-term view of it though right it's not a short term because in the short term probably felt more expensive it was,
0: yeah. It sure sure was. And again, if we go back and we read the salut- salutogenic model, it focuses on the factors that support health, well-being, and resilience of the individual, while the pathogenic model focuses on the factors that cause disease. Right. So if you're always looking to see what's broken and what's wrong, not necessarily looking to see what's right, you're always going to run a higher cost. Uh, cost-benefit analysis will be much higher, and that in the pathogenic or the um, uh, that current model, the mechanistic model of healthcare always Mm. will be more expensive.
1: Mm.
0: Man, just a little side
1: note. It makes me think of like kind of what's been on my mind in terms of our overall walk in life, like our walk of faith to not always be looking for what's wrong and trying to combat that or fix that or avoid it, but to be looking for what's right, what's possible. And really you know, enhancing that, yeah, and like moving towards it instead of trying to move away from something. That's so, similar.
0: So, um, Matt, I'm, you know, I, I've got to really kind of rein myself in on this because I can go for hours.
1: Yeah, but I love the passion, though. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's clear. You know, it's clear like we're in your sweet spot right now. Like your wheelhouse of was, what you. You know, I should have been a doctor. Huh? <laughs> yeah, oh wait, sure. I am. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, I, w- I want to also make sure that we uh, talk about. I know somebody who stewards their stuff really well and that's shenandoah joe Mm. shenandoah joe they have partnered with us and they do an amazing job of creating great coffee they know the the growers they've actually dave fafar has been there he's visited the people he buys the beans from so he knows the quality of soil and how they steward their land he roasts every bean that comes out of shenandoah joe himself so you know it's a great source. And their their coffee is amazing. As as um, Matt says, it's coffee drinkers coffee. Yeah. It's just great, amazing quality coffee. I'm very partial to their Brazilian Primavera. I, I know you've had that yeah, one and you really like good. it. Yeah. Um, but we would encourage you to go to our website. TheRenegadeAtlas.com. You can click on the links for our sponsors there. They're one of our big sponsors, and we're super excited. Mm-hmm. And I do know we are receiving our Renegade roast oh, to test this you. week. Ooh, and exciting. Yeah, then yeah. we'll we'll be able to feature our special blend for you guys. Yeah,
1: okay. We'll drink it uh, on a Facebook Live or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Should we also mention a top agent referral? Yeah, Luke Meyer and the team at Top Agent Referral have created a network for if you're buying or selling a home or know anyone who's looking to buy or sell a home anywhere in the United States, actually, um, Top Agent Referral can connect you with an expert realtor who is top in their field, um, vetted by the team at Top Agent Referral to make sure that you are able to either um, sell your house the most quickly for the most money or find the exact house, or really any property that you're looking for. Um, it'll pair you with, with a couple of agents specific to the neighborhood and the type of property that you're looking to acquire or looking to sell. And then you choose who you work with. It's free. There's no obligation It's an incredible service, really, Uh, especially if you're, especially, I think if you're moving somewhere where you're not familiar out of town or across country, different state, whatever, um, yeah, jump on top agent referral and get connected with the best realtor in the market that you're looking to buy or sell. Again, uh, uh, go to our website, therenegateatlas.com, go to the, our sponsors tab, and you'll find both Shenandoah Joe and top agent referral.
0: Awesome. So uh, for, uh, for a moment, I do want to talk a little bit about something that caused me really um, compelled me to pursue chiropractic over medicine or osteopathy, which I had considered both of. Although my dad is a chiropractor, so I've grown up with my whole life. Um, It wasn't, I I, I did my due diligence before I, you know, after I've got my BS in human biology, I wanted to know, is chiropractic 100% what I want to do? And I thought it was, but I did my due diligence. Mm -hmm. And it was this very basic component here that the body does have an innate ability to heal and restore itself that chiropractic actually is 100% dependent on. And in medicine or allopathic care, they don't depend on it. Then it's up to the doctor to try and be the agent of healing Mm -hmm. versus the body. And the reality Mm -hmm. is no doctor has ever healed another person. Right. They can't. If a surgeon may remove (coughs) disease, disease tissue, but they haven't healed that person. Uh-huh. Then the body goes to work, yeah, healing exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, a doctor may prescribe a medication, but it's still dependent on the body being able to rebound, recover, and restore itself mm-hmm. from the disease process that it's occurring, the illness that it's that it's going through at that moment. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that chiropractic depended on the body's innate ability, and it always has since 1895. September 18th, 1895, when D.D. Palmer delivered the first chiropractic adjustment. I'm not going to make this about chiropractic. I just want to touch on this notion of why I ended up where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. And I want to quote something. This is from the, I believe, the 1910 book that um, D.D. Palmer, the founder of chiropractic, wrote. And it says, The purpose of chiropractic, to express the individualized intelligence which runs all the functions of your bodies. During our wakeful and sleeping hours, I choose the name innate. Innate, born with, and so far as I would not change it except to replace it with the name of the individualized entity, which really is part or portion of that all all-wise, almighty, universal intelligence, the great spirit, the Greek's theos, the hmm. Christian's God, the Hebrew's Elohim, the Muhammad's Allah, uh, the vital force, the divine spark, the Indian's great spirit, the Hudson's subconscious mind, the Christian scientist's all goodness, hmm. the allopas <laughs> vex Medicatrix nature, the healing power of nature. And what yeah. he's getting at is this innate thing is present. Everybody, every Religion, rec- culture, culture yeah. we recognize it. Um, in fact, historically, through human history, we've 100% depended on it. It's only since like the 1930s or so where we haven't, 1950s. Yeah. So it's less than 100 years we haven't had this dependence on this innate ability. Yeah. And hmm. um, when I see a patient walk in and they're beat up, they're broken, they've had a lot of negative things happen in their life, I see that innate potential in them. And I try and Mm. rouse that and encourage them to that and embrace that and push into it because that is God's identity for them. And when I see them beat up and broken and bruised from where they're at in life, whether it's physical, biochemical, or emotional stressors, and I can see what's possible in them, I want to bring that out. Hmm. I want to... Stir that up and let them experience it and move into it and encourage them to, to, to embrace it. Because I believe that's what, um, uh, when you hear somebody, and I, I, th- I think this was an amazing thing. When you think about those people who lie in the streets as Christ passed through, and those, they thought, if I could just touch the hem of mm-hmm. his clothing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would be healed. Right. Yeah. What changed in them? They had a belief. They had a hope. They had it. They knew, if I could just get, the, and they would put, you know, the, the, they, they touched it. And then all of a sudden, Christ felt it. Who touched me? You know, he's in a crowd of people. Yeah, But it was that intentional touch of somebody who knew, yeah. knew that they could change forever. And that's what I think that people can really tap into in their life. Yeah. You have way more available than perhaps you believe. Yeah. You are created to be healthy. Wow. Yeah. Even if you were in a temporary state of sickness, disease, suffering, or pain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man,
1: that's like, it makes me think of, I wish I had expressed it that well over the last few weeks and created to be wealthy. Because that's exactly what I see when I look at people who are beaten down financially or in their vocation or in their view of themselves, you know, in terms of their abilities. Sure. Not not necessarily with regard to their health, but inclusive of that, but just that we are more than we see for ourselves a lot of the time. And when Jesus looks at us, when God looks at us, he, he sees all of that potential Yes. in its fullness, in its most healthy you know representation um, the manifestation yeah of it. yeah exactly yeah. yeah and that's what he's trying to
0: bring us back to he's drawing us that way and isn't it interesting how god you just said it god is trying to bring us back to who we already are right right and we wander and stray and and avoid those things that we are it's interesting yeah. um i teach um the metamorphosis it's an eighth grade Uh, group. It's for the eighth graders at our church. And it's the change from going from a child to being more of an adult now. And this Mm. past week was on purity, where we talk about sexuality and a bunch of other things. And the thing I said, why is it so hard to stay pure? I mean, just physically. Yeah. To stay pure in the sexual sense. We want to pursue things that would make us impure, when God has already made us, we're born pure that way. okay? Right? Yeah. We're born, uh, that's why we're called virgins, right? Okay, yeah. We are virgins. We are pure. And then our culture, our society, pushes and pushes and pushes, and even our own desires want to push us into something that is different than what we're called to be. Hmm. And we pursue that but we already are pure. And the only way to really keep ourselves that pureness is to come into that relationship with that spouse that we are committed to being with. And then what happens? You're still living in that state of purity. And I think for most most people, that's a rarity, not a commonality. It's It's rare for people to enter into a marriage relationship in that state anymore which is a Mm. bit unfortunate, but the thing is God can make us new just as he can heal our bodies. He can heal our minds, heal our brokenness, heal us from our sin. And that is the ultimate. In fact, the ultimate healing is our salvation because forever and ever for eternity forward, we are made right. Mm. Yeah. In the present moment. Period.
1: Yeah. And forever, like into eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So there may be some people listening today who have a serious disease or an illness or an affliction, something that's bothered them physically for many, many, many years. I just want to encourage you. You are created to be healthy. You are created to be wealthy. You are created to be restored and renewed. And sometimes it does... Manifest in total and complete physical healing, and sometimes it Mm. doesn't, but you are made whole again. Yeah, in fact, the next episode, as with this one, kind of comes in for a landing here. Um, if it's okay with you, Matt, Mm. I would like to share some of my story in that.
1: Oh, yeah, I think that'd be great. So, yeah, that'd be perfect. Well, I just like all this discussion made me think of a section in Romans 8. That talks about um, the the creation, the state of creation, and of our bodies. Mm. All right, so uh, starting in verse twenty, it says, um, "Actually, man, I could read the whole thing, but <laughs> I better just pick a starting okay. point here." Um, verse twenty: For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who created it, in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Amen. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably enough right there. That, that, that yeah. sums up everything we talked about yeah. today. Yeah, There's a whole lot more about hope and having hope, and we are being saved through this hope. Um, and the word saved can also mean healed. Yeah, same word, I'm, right? Yeah. So it's like we can be healed through this hope, like you were just talking about, and it affects not only our spiritual, eternal soul and everything like that, but our present bodies, as well. So, man, I love hearing you get going on this stuff, and we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a lot to cover. Um, it, I, I, you mentioned really briefly the thing about DNA. And like, <laughs> I can't wait to hear about that. I think that's going to be super I think I'm going to have a
0: guest on who's going to ha- handle yeah. epigenetics and genetic expression with yeah. us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's exciting. Um, we're just getting going here with Created to be Healthy, episode one. Uh, share it with your friends. Go to our, you know, Facebook page. We'll do a little promo video to get the word out. Um, go to the website, therenegadeatlas.com. And... Um, if you have questions, comments, please share Facebook, email us at guide at the renegade We'll both be able to see those emails and in between now and then hope you have a blessed day, blessed week. And we thanks. Thank you for your listenership and your support.